0: Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Body TV. I'm really glad to have you here. I have a special guest today. I'm going to introduce in a moment if you're not familiar with who he is. Um, But we want to share in this session about what it's like to live on purpose, what it's like to live in alignment with who you're actually here to be, what you actually love and care about, and to let your life be created around that, whether it's like how you show up in your family, what you're doing in your career, or just who you're being in your world. And I invited this special guest to talk about this because he has really allowed a massive shift in his life. Kyle Cease was uh, following this dream of being a world renowned stand up comedian. He was in movies, um, doing really like at the top of the game for what he thought was the big dream, um, only to realize like there was some piece that wasn't the true fulfillment he knew he was really here to have. And as soon as he began to choose that, he actually allowed that whole career to fall away. And it was like this big release of a lot of the things he thought were so important and got on line with listening within to that deeper calling and then saw life hand him, you know, opportunities and ideas and new manifestation that really have created a whole new life, a whole new career that he could have never imagined from his mind uh, that really showed him the way and showed him the path to who he really is in a way that lets so much more of his greatness really come through. And this has, as he will share, been in a whole different level of fulfillment. So what we wanted to share today is around how do we all live that? Because Kyle is really a very special person, but doesn't have anything we don't all have. And so this can be a great way to learn and connect within ourselves to begin to get on our own path. So welcome to Kyle Cease. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Hi, I'm so happy to see you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for being one of my best friends and having me on your amazing event today.
0: So uh, everyone can share as you're tuning in, like, where are you, um, where are you listening from or watching from? Um, and you know, anything that sparks uh, an aha moment or a question along the way, I will be watching the thread. Kyle, why don't you just share um, the first piece of like, how you let that shift happen? What did, what had you notice your life wasn't fulfilling on track A, because so many things seem like the right thing? What had you awakened to know there was something more?
1: Boy, how do I answer that? Because it's so, it's so profound and so much. And it's so, it's going to be, I will do my best to encapsulate it into a few words within whatever the length of this is. But like, I think that we have a a world of what we think we should do that was conditioned into us through parents, through what society does, what even the highest that society says you should do is. And then there's what something in your body is trying to tell you to follow something that's, something that feels lighter, and and you have no evidence of what it will be. But you can feel these kind of moments. I always give examples of when when you're at work, and you have that moment where you go, what if I just let go of this job? or Or you have a moment where what if I just flew to Italy right now? Or what if I asked that person out? Or what if I went and wrote my book? Or what if I just didn't do anything for a month and went into a cabin? Like, these are kind of these things that feel very like open-ended and it can't tell you why you should do that because you've never done it and I and I am getting better and better at listening to that thing and that's it that's what I listen to and it's crazy how much it's taking me not only to a new world but I feel like it's birthing a new world a new literal planet through me Right. Like it's it's giving me these callings that say these things that that I notice that after I follow them, they're they're entering a world I've never seen before. And then it starts to be a normalized world on the external. Right. So like that, I don't know if that makes sense, but there's like a first thing that's trying to happen. And you hear this calling where you do something and, and, and you can't see why you should do it. And then always when that happens, the small you a you that you're used to being tries to stop you from doing it because it's, it's a portal to a new world, right? So you'll have this first thing that, to give an example, if you're at a job you don't love, but your parents conditioned you your entire life that you just have to get a job and what, it doesn't matter if you don't like it, you just work and make money and then retire on it. Let's say you're at a job you don't like, but you get this moment where you get this calling that says, what if we leave this job right now? That's the portal. That feeling is an open-ended thing. It's like, what would happen if I did? It can't tell you because you've never done it, but always it's matched with a why you shouldn't because it's the small you trying to stay alive. And it always has, I always give this example, but it's, it always has the stupidest reason why you should stay. Like the first thing is like, you, it can't tell you it's, this is, this is, it can't tell you evidence of what'll happen because it's actually you learning how to follow a feeling based on faith versus you having the evidence right so for instance some people don't leave based on faith like they don't feel an alignment with a relationship but they don't let go of it they wait till they see the evidence of the next relationship and then they go but now they they didn't transform they're just kind of replacing the outside with a new outside that'll have the same issue yes right so if you have this calling that goes like what if we left this job there'll be the second voice that comes in with something stupid and i always give this as an example but it's funny because it'll be like well, if we do, we can't go to the cheesecake factory party next Thursday. And the first voice, like, if you listen to me, you'll own all the cheesecake factories in a month. And you could make them all vegan if you wanted. And the second voice is like, yeah, but they have those Thai lettuce wraps. And I always go, if if, if anyone watching has ever stayed in a relationship way longer than you should, because you know that eventually the two of you are going to go camping, you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's people that are like, well, I really don't like this person and I don't want to date them, but we already bought the tent and we have a reservation. So I guess I'll hate them for the next two months and then I'll hate them in the woods. Like we don't need to stay in the old story because society does, or we were conditioned to. And I find that when I follow the higher, I notice that it purges the should part of me, the egoic part of me. And um, I'll give an example from yesterday that, is, was a huge moment for me. There's an Eagles con, their Eagles are on tour and I love the Eagles. And I've been in a d- dilemma on going because I couldn't think who I wanted to go with. And I was on a, a walk alone, like, and I've been really into going on major long walks alone. And I heard this hire me say, you need to go by yourself. And this sounds like a minimal thing, but I noticed I cried and I cried and I cried about that idea. And the reason is because I've only known life through experiencing it with someone else, meaning like I've only understood music through connecting to my mom with it. So there's a pattern in me that goes the way life works is you only hear music with a woman and the way that, you know, and when I, I heard this hire me go, you're going to go by yourself. It made me cry out the patterns that are addicted to being seen through the external quite a bit. And I just noticed this power in me where I would like just be with myself and enjoy it directly versus needing to experience it. And it, and it feels like a higher Christ consciousness trying to come through, like at a higher, you know, I had another insight today because I'm really enjoying these walks alone. I've had a whole life of audiences and people and admiration. I was a stand-up comic and all these things. So when I go on these walks alone, it's really big for me. And I was thinking about how much it's been normalized that if you have a problem, call someone or reach out. But it has not been normalized to notice that some people have an addiction to reaching out.
0: But that uh, yes, that- I, I had that.
1: Me too. That would be
0: would have been my tendency. So I a hundred percent
1: And what if what if life is trying to purge your addiction to the external? And and like the universe is trying to talk directly to you, and then you're asking someone else on the third density for advice, and it's going, I have everything. Like I I've extroverted so many things that like for me to just not extrovert something and like make it okay that I make a decision that I don't have to check with 25 people on and, 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 and have permission to like. I mean, I have, I think that one thing we've created a major addiction to, to the external and, and through constant social media checking and the media and everything. And I think the universe right now for some of us is trying to purge our addiction to the outside. And I just had this moment this morning where I just realized that, like, for me, it, it, it's wanting me to leave the world of needing to be seen by the external and 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 really keep hearing the advice that's coming in because it's starting to be more important and profound and healing for me than any thing on the external than any therapist moment than any speaker's advice like it's got direct stuff going for me now some people really do need to reach out some it's i'm not saying this for everybody because there's some people that have spent their whole life repressing everything and that would be they like if you've spent your whole life protecting your energy opening your energy would be expansive but you and i have spent our whole life in open energy and often picked up energies that are heavy and constantly had this energy of like, I'm going to find the heavy energies and raise it. And for me, it's going, I want you to stop picking up heavy. I want you to go inward. And I want you to just let yourself ascend through me without needing to stay connected to being seen by the external or understood. And I'm you're, I'm going to purge your addiction to your connection to your mom and your childhood and your, you know you're needing to be seen and all the admiration you got from different performances. And I'm going to, we're gonna purge that. And so it's very humbling because it's kind of killing the story of Kyle who gets love on the outside by replacing it with, I, I, I want you to, it's really telling me spend the year alone like spend 2023 inward and we're going to heal the planet through you and the planet will heal through every, everyone watching you'll heal the planet through you. I don't mean literally just Kyle. I mean, all of us, the world is trying to heal itself through you. Mm-hmm. And we do this thing where we're always like, I think that people always say stuff like I wish humanity would wake up. And and if the world were to mirror that to you, it's that you're helpless to the external when you say that. But if you want the world to mirror you, you instead go, I don't need the world to wake up. I, I just keep waking up. And then you'll notice that as you, every day you do that, you'll purge the you that was addicted to the world waking up. And all of a sudden the world will wake up. It's like, you'll see it match what you're doing. I, I really think the world is mirroring you. And mm. it's so profound because it's mirroring you. We think that we're the mirror of the world, like we're just a victim to whatever it does. But because we believe that, it keeps showing us the same loop, but the world is mirroring you and it's asking you follow the, the truer, highest self and, and let go of your addiction to, you know, let go of your addiction to needing to be seen on the external or under. Your, even, uh, you know, there's an old paradigm we have where the, the number one thing everyone wants to feel is understood. You got to learn to understand you and stop needing to put on other people that they understand you. Right. Like this is the new paradigm that's being birthed right now. I even think in self-help, there's a paradigm that we learned in the 2000s that were great that needs to also be purged. Like to give you an example. Here's a few examples. One is the idea of higher and lower vibration. Of course, we always want to go into higher, but we're triggered by uh, both political sides right now. Think the other side is the dark vibration right? Everyone thinks everyone outside is the dark and they're the light, right? It's this thing, but you're triggered by everyone else's darkness because it's triggering darkness in you, you haven't looked at. So in in 2023, we got to be present also for what we consider dark energy too and become the now for that. Does that make sense? Yes. This is so important, right? Another one is that I remember when Wayne Dyer said, and this so served a purpose at the time, don't die with your music left in you. Well, here's the shadow to that. That's true. Like give your gift, but here's the shadow to that. Now you have a bunch of people that feel that they are um, wasting their life because they didn't get 25 books out or they didn't tell all these messages. And so there's this kind of warden inside their mind. that's like, you better get your voice out. You better get your voice out. And so at that time, that was true. But now instead of freedom of speech, which I totally believe in, we need freedom to hear the patterns need to be heard by you right like the, instead of you being like you're not enough because you didn't get your voice out which is why there's 5 billion sudden coaches out of pressure and fear right we you got to get that it's okay if you don't get it out too like we're trying to find unconditional love here and from that frequency accidentally you might speak what you're hearing but when you have this kind of middleman that's like you better get your voice out you're working out of fear and you're you're putting a ton of pressure on yes another another aspect of the old self help world that we got to transcend, is the aspect of think positive. And here's what I mean by that. There's also darkness happening in our body that the universe is bringing to light big time. And so if you're constantly pushing it down with the positive, um, just only seeing the good, like right now, the universe is trying to show us all the darkness on the planet. It's trying to just pull it up. And it's trying to kill your patterns that you created that were designed to bury it. Right, like In other words, some of us have a pattern of trauma where you, you were yelled at or hit because you didn't get straight A's. So you created a character that achieves, 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 so it doesn't happen. Well, now you've created a character and you call that your name, but it's not you. That's a character you created to prevent trauma. And the universe is trying to pull those traumas up right now. So if you're just thinking positive in certain ways, you're pushing the trauma back down. And right now the universe is trying to pull your... Your, your fear of abandonment up by making you face it and see it and love it. It's trying to pull your fear of being a failure or unheard or not enough up. So when you're thinking positive, you're like trying to avoid that. So in the old world of think positive, that's really awesome. But right now you are the vortex versus get in the vortex. You are, you are here to transcend all these darkness. And you'll notice that as darkness comes up in your life, it's also coming up in the world. We're starting to see who our government truly is. And we're starting to see what the media is. And that's good because all those things were also happening in the 80s, but no one knew it. we were just kind of water skiing on top of the ocean and not going into the ocean to see what's inside. And life is going, I'm going to show you the truth of who you truly are. And if you think you're the pattern, this this next few years is going to be absolute hell. But if you get what really is trying to happen, this is going to be absolute freedom. It's trying to purge the lie of what you're not.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that's
1: what's happening right now. So think positives great, but also think on a true positive, meaning like even my darkness is allowed to be heard. Even my my deepest fears, my traumas, my, they need to be heard, like truly heard. Right. And darkness is OK, too. Not just only find the light and, you know, and I notice now what the light energy is trying to take me to is the purging of the darkness. It's not trying to avoid it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's happening right now on our planet.
0: Well, you did a great job of, of sort of coming full circle with the the theme here of, um, you know, you, you you felt whatever process starting to happen in your life, you connected to follow and listen instead of staying on the trajectory you were on. And you said, you know, it it lets it purge the lie of what you're not. And so you're still living some amazing gifts, but you're doing it in an even more authentic way. It's not like what you were doing was wrong or like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have been a a comedian or in stand up and go in the world. It's like, yes, and there were some awesome characteristics and we're going to elevate that to a new level. And so I think for people who who maybe think that the shift is going to be like oh my god I'm going to lose everything that is good about this too. You're not. It's just going to elevate you into a new structure that supports more of you coming through. Um and right. and 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 you found more purpose and more it's like a yes and because I know there were some things that you really loved about the the first way even though it wasn't the same fulfillment. And for some people, maybe they don't love anything about it. You're like, I hate this job. I'm dying. But the same thing to know that, um, you will be brought, you will be shown into how it does get created. Cause it gets created through you, not from you. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the next piece we can speak on is like, how did you, um, allow that deep listening? Cause people aren't, weren't teaching you that, um, that let things be created that let things show up that let you be guided instead of like, and make it happen MIH approach that you uh, allowed a little bit of surrender so you could listen and let things show up.
1: Well, and and one thing I'll just say off of what you said that I think is really important is, is when you said, because there's so many people that when they have a revelation, I see it as like a portal opening for them. And the first thing they do is go, why didn't I know this earlier? And they shame themselves for before that moment to avoid going into that portal actually right right now you have a revelation follow it don't give yourself any crap about you should have known this before like don't guilt yourself in order to avoid that portal because because it's real. it's really big to understand, like you said, you were supposed to do everything before that you're supposed to experience it. You don't get to be like a, a Harvard senior and be like, I, why was I a third grader at one point? Why was I a fourth grader? Why the hell did I spend any time in sixth grade? Because that got you to this. So so me as a stand up comic, me and all the different stages, me and the bad relationships, me and all the things that didn't align. Everything is perfect. So you have to start with everything before this moment was perfect. And I don't mean from a denial place. If it needs to be transcended and and alchemized through you, let it. But like you in any moment just beating yourself up about what you didn't do or know before now is just insanity because you weren't supposed to know it. And that's out of your control. Your past is out of your control. So it was exactly right. Right. So just to to play with what you just said, I think that's, that's such an important point that people, cause I see it all the time. I'll see people have a revelation and then they'll go, why didn't I know this? And, and it's like, <laughs> I, just- I see
0: it a lot with illness. It's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. If, if, if my consciousness is creating this illness, no, no, I have to reject that because that means I did it wrong. I'm wrong that I manifested Lyme disease, or I'm wrong that I have this chronic fatigue syndrome. And no, then I would blame the shit out of myself. So let's just throw that whole premise away. I clearly am a victim, and there's no way I would have created this. And, and you've got to let yeah. go of the judgment and wrongness in order to actually step into creatorship.
1: Well, and how about this? I was wrong, and that's fine. Right. Meaning and and you weren't wrong because that was what you knew and needed to know then. But even if you have an energy that wants to shame you for being wrong, what if you could step in and say you're allowed to be wrong in my body? Right. Like 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 because you also might have an unconscious belief that being wrong equals abuse or being wrong. equal, Like, you know what I mean? Like this, yep. this, this idea that you got to do it right in some aspects is great. But in most aspects, it's Pressure. in your childhood, if you did it wrong. You were yelled at, abandoned, shamed, abused, whatever. And so you, you have that happening too, right? So, so another pattern might be trying to come up where you say to yourself, you're allowed to be wrong. One of the things in the last three years I've noticed from doing probably around 2000 one-on-ones is, is that in an old paradigm, when people feel unworthy in the old paradigm, you, you convince yourself you are worthy right? In the old self-help world, I'm going to show my worthiness and create something and I'm going to achieve to prove my worthiness. In in the new thing I'm working on that I've been offering to people is being love and allowing the pattern of unworthiness to be there. So I have people that are working with me literally say out loud to patterns, you're allowed to be unworthy in my body. Because the unconscious belief is being unworthy equals death. So they always are fighting for worthiness, but you have an inner child in your body that thinks it's not allowed to be unworthy. Right? And so that inner child is in total panic. And that inner child is in total fear. And you are here to learn unconditional love. So the you that that says to it, you suddenly become the parent you've never had. And the you that says to it, you're allowed to be unworthy in my body brings a whole new element of freedom because it's never known that it's loved if it is a failure or if it is unworthy or if it is abandoned. And it's up to us to be the the parent for it. It's up to us to become the now. This is how we move into oneness, is that you are the source that you're trying to connect to. Therefore, what you call you, but it isn't you, that's a pattern. What you call you is a pattern. Like when we go, I'm unworthy or I'm a worrier or I'm always stressed, that's patterns you are the higher self you are the now you are the god that you're reaching for you're actually becoming more your true essence when you're connecting to that and then it spits out the illusion of unworthy only through acceptance and love it does not spit out unworthiness through overcoming it by you achieved a million dollars it doesn't it, that doesn't exist it's it's transcending the belief that unworthiness I mean, we're here to learn such unconditional love that we have to be there for the guilt, the patterns. You've, we're going to at one point have to find a level of love for the people that feel like they want to dominate the world. That we are there's a lot of anger at right now, because a lot of those people remind people of their dads. Like there's all there's so much stuff going on that it's going, I'm here to teach you unconditional love because everyone on the external you're mad at is you and your patterns that you're mad at in yourself is you. And it, it it's just doing its work through us right now, right? So you're allowed to be unworthy in my body. You're allowed to be a failure. You're allowed to be invisible or unheard or whatever in my body. You're allowed to do it wrong in my body. These are new levels of unconditional love and you're becoming the unconditional love for the pattern when you say something like that and then you let it be alchemized and felt.
0: And, and then I'm sure you've realized that that's what lets the manifestation happen and that's what lets the new creation happen is that I'm choosing to be more of a space of unconditional love for this in me or for what I'm feeling And and I want to also announce, too, that we have this very weekend, we have our live event, the Mind Body Awakening, which is really about conscious manifestation. So love, wealth, health, the things that are most uh, essential for our true prosperity and not wealth where most people are thinking about wealth, but actually true wealth of freedom, joy, you know, and, and what we're sharing here and living in that higher truth. You're in a, a more pure expression, authentic expression. Like nothing is more nutritive to the body and nothing is more fulfilling to the soul. And so, in this workshop, we're doing live this weekend from your living room. Um, Kyle will be a part of that on the Saturday morning, where we will go into some exercises for conscious mm-hmm. manifestation. And and more specifically about like, how did you have this and that opportunity and like New York Times bestselling books and things come out of nowhere, people and collaborations come out of the ether because of the space you're standing in, because of the being that you're being now, you know, like in compassion for that, small self mm-hmm. instead of battling the small self that really lets your life show up differently. So for those of you who are interested in joining us live this weekend, if you haven't registered yet, registration closes on Friday. And the link is at drkimd.com forward slash live. And we have three amazing guest speakers, interestingly, are all men, which I didn't put this together until last week when Mario was like, do you realize like what a huge shift that is for you, that you're receiving from men, you're mm. in this amazing relationship with men, you're allowing men to contribute to you. Um, that wasn't always my experience and it was an unconscious pattern, but like I had like a battle with with men and, and this is like, there's so many amazing conscious loving men in my life, including my partner, Mario, who will also be a contributor. Um, and I know everyone will benefit immensely from what we will share together. Uh, Aaron Abke is the other. Oh, hell yeah. Since I didn't mention him yet. So it will be a truly incredible what an event. Yeah, really powerful, uh, life-changing, uh, altering event. And uh, we start Friday evening. If you are ready, um, you can go ahead and register and you'll you'll get started with what, what we have. We have a Facebook group there and we will see you in there and get ready to go for, for
1: I'll Friday. I'll add just to this that like, you know, these things that like you're offering an event with, you know, I I it's weird for him said I'm gonna be there, isn't that great? But also Aaron and and Mario too, and you. And what people usually do is they only go into something where they can actually measure what they'll get back. And this is this is the problem, is like like people go when I meditate, I need to see what I can get. And meditation it's trying to take you to a world that you would never have seen. Right, And so we often spend money on what we can see we would get back. Right, I can see that I'll get a 12-pack of beer or a dinner or whatever. So we often take jobs where we can see the guarantee, even if it's a crappy guarantee. I'll work 12, 40 hours a week at a job because I see that I'm making that money. And very few people have the courage to go, I don't know the specifics of what I'll see, which means it's taking you to a consciousness that's past it. Your event this weekend would be doing that. Like it's it, there's there's things you can point out that they'll get, but you're you and I and Aaron are working from an unfolding that is on a frequency higher than what the tangible egoic mind can understand that it will get. And so what you're what you're doing this week, and I'll just offer people, you move based on a calling versus based on evidence of what you'll get, and the byproduct will be a thousand times more than what you would have seen. So just as a, a quick offering, um. I'm just just offering people, that's how I move is based on does it call to my soul and I don't know the specifics? And and it life has paid back every single time over and over and over when I move based on that versus when I see what I I actually, if I can see the evidence of what I'll get, I don't do it anymore. I don't know if that makes sense. Like other than like buying a tea sometimes. Like I I if I It's not a calling because I don't feel my expansion. So for instance, we often go into relationships with people that we can see the guarantee of what it would be like before we do it. But then there's some people that would open your soul. So it's way too scary for the ego. So it freaks out. But yet you would expand and grow with that. And one thing that's trying to die in 2023 is evidence of what you'll get with everything so that you move based on your soul's calling, based on a feeling, based on whatever that, that you can't explain via words. And I think, I think you are someone I love working with so much because you embody that same move into the unknown and healing. And every time you and I talk, it's just miracle talk. I mean, it's revelation. And, and I believe that in the true world, once these, that what's trying to happen is, is miracles is, is a planet of a uh, normalizing miracles. I just did an event a couple of weekends ago and I want to call the event because so many miracles happened, normalizing miracles because a miracle in the consciousness we've lived in just sounds like, yeah, right, but it should be normal. And, and, and that the universe set it up for it to be normal. There's just egos that got in the way. And we're here to go back to what reality is and reality is miracles. And and you and I have seen so many miracles in our lives, in our experiences, with people we've worked with, with ourselves, it's not even weird now. Like it's not even weird now. Like I have so many stories of, I'll literally turn to someone and say, here's the song that's about to come on the radio. And I just thought of them, they'll be at the store. Like it's now it's now so second nature to to be connected to the higher consciousness of that. So when I look for something to do, it's will it expand my soul? And I promise you a Kim Duramo event will expand your soul. So uh, no one asked me to say any of this. It's it, I'm able to talk this way because I'm living from that frequency. And if you're feeling called, jump on it. You will get to work with all of us and you will access a normalizing of the miracle that you are that is a magical healer that is a magic that is free that is trying to access a life that you would have never been able to ego egoically understand and that's what's needed in this time otherwise we stay the small self and one of the things that's being purged in this time is the small selves our traumatic past stories are being purged right now so if you if you are at an event like this this weekend you're you're moving towards the true essence of what you are and you're making room for what you're not to be purged. And if you don't, you stay in the old addictive self. You're going to go down with what's being purged. Right? So this, this is just, it's just a side note. You got to go to Kim's event. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you, Kyle. The link is drkimd.com forward slash live. And and I think you touched on a really awesome nugget of when we choose based on that inner yes. And you said that calling you choose. It's it's not in the scene. It's not in the outer. It's not in the book you read. It's not in the programming we're raised in. But one of the things that's allowed you to have that manifestation of an amazing, abundant life and flourishing career that's fulfilling is that you begin to choose based on that that calling and that inner yes and that spark and no longer on the outer calculation program of like, what can I get making sure, which is really like living from the doubter. And it's Mm -hmm. about where you're choosing from. Am I choosing from my doubter? Who's like, well, let me make sure I got the thing. Okay. I know that's going to equate to this and the calculator, or are you living from the unknown, which is where the true self resides, right? The, Divine universal source consciousness that is the creator of all that is, which is where manifestation comes from, is beyond the known. Right. And so that's a really good nugget of like begin choosing from your yes, not from the the understood program.
1: And one thing I'll add to that is life is making your small you that makes choices. Um, almost impossible to move from now. So for instance, when you have a feeling of offness and you want to fix it with some giant project, but it's not to, it's to run from the offness. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not because it's a calling. You just feel incomplete. Let's, let's say you're starting to feel lonely. So you're like, who am I going to date? Right. And you just start like going on every dating site and you start whatever. And, you start to notice it's not working. And even if you find someone that feels like the one, but from that energy, it was to, to avoid loneliness. It, it, life will knock that relationship out of your hands. And it's doing that with everything right now. You're like, oh, I feel broke. Okay, I'm going to start my project right now. And you start this kind of energy. That's a small you out of your fear of being broke which usually is actually a fear of something else like your mom saying i told you so or you your dad saying money doesn't grow on trees or whatever and you you know all of this stuff so there's a small you that's been doing things but the universe is purging that if if anyone watching has noticed how hard it is to declare something you're now going to make as your project and then you get more than a day sometimes now and you're just like why am i doing this and these kind of like to fix from some I don't want to feel unseen or some undertone things that you start don't work anymore because life's going, I want you to be with the unseen. So I want you to just sit back and not know what to do for a while. Or I want you to just do something that you, your ego calls not productive and just sit outside for a long time, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's doing everything it can to get you to, to surrender to it.
0: So it is saying incredibly hard.
1: Yes. To the ego, to the ego.
0: It is. It kills the ego. The ego's like, ah, it's excruciating. And what I've done with that is like, all right, now I'm purging the density. That's creating all the stuff. I'm trying to move away from Mm -hmm. when I feel that, that, that hardness. So you can shift it. You can sort of make it like be a strength.
1: But, but, but I would even be present to check out how deep this goes. I would be present for the egoic construct that wants to be loved, even if something's hard, because to the real you, it's not. I mean, literally what I'm offering is things like going to sit in a hammock or, or lie down on your couch yeah. and people are going, that's so hard. And I got to just offer, it's way harder to live in the small self. Like, like I've, I, I was talking to someone the other day who's a smoker And they were saying, it's so hard to quit smoking. And I understand, I I understand what they're saying, but it's so much harder to live smoking. Like you just get used to it. It's just suitcases that you're used to carrying, right? And it's so much harder to be putting that into your body. It's so much harder to keep a pattern going that feels connection falsely via cigarettes, right? But I was like, what if you replace them the cigarettes with like green, organic green juices. Like, what if you did that? And they were like, God, that'd be so hard. And, (laughs) and I was like, it'd be so much lighter and easier and more universe could move through you. But it's hard to a character that says, I get love for smoking, but it's easy to the truth of your actual connection. So when any, any, any limitation, like it's hard is an egoic construct and it's coming up so you can be present for that. It's allowed to be difficult in my body. It's allowed to, you're allowed to be scared. You're allowed to be lonely in my body. You know, well, what's funny. You
0: know, that was probably part of your journey too, was um, when you shift from the, the construct, the mind, the program to like the authentic and opening for, for the abundance and the fulfillment, you're going to meet all the stuff you suppressed. That's right. what feels hard. Is like, no, 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 I, I've got to keep suppressing this. And now I can't. The only thing that's actually coming up is I'm feeling things I didn't want to feel. So if you decide, like I'm going to like Kyle was saying, like, it's okay for me to feel miserable. It's okay for me to feel totally lethargic and hopeless. It's okay to have this feeling in my body. Mm. That's the only thing that's actually happening is I'm feeling or experiencing something that I decided I don't want to feel or experience. And if I shift to I'm open to having the feeling or experience I'm having, nothing is hard.
1: I, you know, my favorite of the words you said was, it's okay to feel hopeless. I've been really playing with how much hope can be great, but it also really is dangerous. And what I mean by that is just being in constant optimism as an escape from the now, right? Like you're allowed to have no hope means you're now, right? Like you're here, Right. And you get to experience the all that is through the now from a much higher consciousness. Hope can be a mental escape, which already just through that act implies that what you're feeling in your body is not okay. And to keep hope alive, you need to keep a problem alive. Like something's wrong, hope fixes that. So then you have the solution actually creating the problem. And when you just said you're allowed to feel hopeless, I just felt this freedom. Like imagine if we weren't living through hope we're living through now that's god you know like god coming through you god doing the work right so you're not in this old condition thing where you're constantly in the future one of the things 2020 and beyond took from us is our perfect ability to be in the escape of the future that that you have the job that you'll stay in for life or you for sure have the relationship that you'll stay in for life for most people right our life was mediocre enough that we didn't have to go inward, and then all of our patterns were so scrambled in 2020 that all it took from us was our ability to see what our future would be. It and and so we had to go inward. Suddenly, even though I'm I'm not a fan in one way of the masks, there is this kind of silent meditation retreat energy when you're in a target like this, and you're suddenly not needing to be connected to everybody, and you're going inward, and then you're stud you're in your house longer. You're in this giant We're all in this meditative retreat, and all we're losing is the escape of hope, and it's being replaced with the power of the now, the real power of this moment.
0: Yes, and I just want to answer a question that's coming up about the event. Yes, you can purchase it and listen to it later Um, if you aren't able to be there live over the weekend. um, Either way, you'll have to purchase it by Friday morning it's actually noon mountain when the, the doors are closed. So anybody who purchases it, you will have all of the recordings and you can listen to them in your own time. Even if you've not been able to be there live, we will have the Facebook group open for a month after the event. So you still have time to you know, participate on your own and then ask questions and receive from the group. Um, so it's at drkimd.com forward slash live, and you'd purchase it before the weekend and you'll have it for a recording, um, but yeah, that that was beautiful, Kyle. And you know, Layla said, "Yeah, there'd be no chasing of anything in the paradigm." Love it. And and I think that's one of the things that we're sort of profiling here is that when we live in that alignment of receptivity, surrender, that's when the opportunities open up. That's when the creation happens. W- will you talk a little bit about um, what has manifested, or like some of the examples of? that new manifestation and i know there's like an effortlessness to it because it wasn't like knocking down doors to oh, i got to book this gig and then i got to chase it down and do all these hard things um which was exhausting that that here you know it's a whole different level of ease and flow and receptivity do you want to speak to some of what you've seen show up in your life or even the people um and this and this sort of choice you've made to to venture into even more expansion
1: do you, I, I'm I don't know if it would be re- redundant in that I don't remember if we talked about this on a past call, but I could tell you about when I went from this kind of make it happen energy to surrender. Like the yes, that, I think days. that
0: encapsulates the whole paradigm shift of the the you know fourth to fifth dimension is make it happen. It's up to me. You know I'm in charge. You know I'm one yeah. with the universe. And versus like really truly allowing. Because I know I already am whole, there isn't that layer of urgency, and so there isn't that layer of efforting and yes, exactly what yeah. what have you seeing show up well,
1: well i I went through really big stuff, and at one point and 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 I just watched miracles once I surrendered to what was trying to happen, and i and I saw hell when I didn't, you know, um. But but one one aspect, first of all, that you got to know as a little bit of backstory is that I was a stand-up comic starting at 12 years old, up until I was 32, and I had done several movies. I was in the movie Ten Things I Hate About You. I was in Not Another Teen Movie, and I had Comedy Central specials, and I had an amazing Comedy Central career. And the first beginning of the first shift that I went through was from just kind of living as a comic to. Going into a motivational Tony Robbins stage, which was I had performed so many times that I could do my act in my sleep, and I was not creating anything new, because I didn't need to because I had hours of content. So I'd go up on stage board and one day out of nowhere, my mind if I'm not creating creatively sabotages me. And I came up with this thought and I thought, I wonder if you could think about it enough, if you could make yourself faint. And right when I thought that I got dizzy. And then I had that belief, you can't not think about something. And I'm on stage and I started like whiting. I remember everything turning white and me getting scared. And then my fear when I walked off stage was, oh my God, I'm going to not be able to not think about this. And the real undertone was then, and it would ruin my comedy career. And the real undertone belief that I never caught till way later was my only identity that I am is a comedian, right? I have this thing to get love and be seen and, and I don't know who I am if I'm not a comedian. And so uh, the first stage of my awakening was going through suicidal level depression in that, that, fear that I would faint on stage escalated into a very bizarre dark thing where at one point I couldn't perform anymore and then at one point I actually couldn't walk I went through a long time where I was actually scared of walking because I almost collapsed on stage because I was worried that I would keep thinking the negative thing and I would just hear my voice turn into this louder and louder panic attack anxiety you're gonna think you're gonna faint you're gonna faint you're gonna faint and it was just getting louder than anything and it ran it overtook me and then it was like it, 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 it expanded itself it was like why just on stage you're gonna faint when you're walking to dinner you're gonna faint you're gonna you can't cross the street and I would get anxiety about crossing the street and I was There was a girl I was dating that had to hold my hand when we went anywhere. I got scared of walking on big floors because my biggest anxiety was on a gym floor when I was doing an assembly at a school. And then at the height of it, I booked my first Comedy Central special. I actually cool. booked br- a show called Premium Blend, and my, which was a seven-minute set on Comedy Central. And my big fear was, what if I faint on that? And for three months, I just – it sounds so stupid, but it was the only thing I thought of. It, I just became obsessed with it and horrified and did the set. It was the only time in my life I took like a half a Xanax. And, and I did the set – you can see me do an eight-minute set in five minutes because I, every i I'm thinking my feet are turned in and I'm grabbing the mic stand, and I happened to kill. It was a really good set, but I walked off like phew. And then they offered me my own half-hour special, and I was like, oh no, I'm going to worry about fainting on that. And then that was the first moment I was like, I, so I the the first moment was, I went to Kaiser Permanente to go get anxiety medication. And luckily they took too long to call me in. I was in the waiting room for 45 minutes and I heard a voice in me, go get up. And this was the first moment I heard this voice, go get up. We're not going to, we're not going to do it. We're not going to get the anxiety medication. And I felt my own inner thing go, we're going to do this. And I'm so glad they weren't quicker because I might've got on pills and be dead by now. I don't know. Um, But this higher voice goes, get up. And i remember also as i got up like getting outside and calling my mom and i'm like i have this thing i'm gonna overcome it and she was just like (laughs) i was like what is your weird feigning like i don't and i was like this is down to me and me so i went to a bookstore and i typed in anxiety and i and i found it, it was in a tony robbins section the first thing was a tony robbins book awaken the giant within so i grabbed that book And he says in it, yeah, you cannot not think about something, but you also can't think of two things at the same time. So I'm like, what if I replace I'm going to faint with, I have the number one Comedy Central special. So then this became a battle between this dark thing going, you're going to faint, it'll ruin your career. And me filling it with, you're the greatest comic of all time. (laughs) And just this, no, you're you're the worst, you're the greatest. And it was this thing. And I started speaking this side. This was the beginning of, the From low to thinking positive. So I was like, you have the number one comedy central special. You're the greatest, blah, blah blah. Cut to three months later, I did this every day, you know, And then I did have a number one special it was the most played of 2006. So then I went through three years of massive achieving and number one everything and wiping out the anxiety. And that was the from the first to the second stage. I believe there's four stages, and I'm starting to enter four. But this is what happened. So I'm in this achiever stage where I'm just achieving things. The next thing was, my next shift was me wanting to show aspiring comics that they could do this. And I partnered with Louis Anderson, the, the late, great comedian Louis Anderson, in 2009, and I started teaching aspiring comics that they could do this by creating this thing I called stand up bootcamp and i was so excited about it and i became like this tony robbins of the comics and it, there were many comics that came to see it and there were many huge comics that came and, and spoke at it and what was the shadow to it was there were a lot of cynical angry comics that I would hear through the grapevine or talking crap about what i'm doing and I would just feel this kind of fear and pain that like my peers were attacking me because to me, this re it was so reality. Like, and it, it was the first time I had heard other people be like, Oh, are you a cult leader? Are you like, like their BS meters are through the roof, but even positive or jealousy. living in the now, whatever is also BS to them. It's, je- it's
0: jealousy that creates that attack.
1: It was, a, it was a heavy attack. And One day I'm with Louie Anderson and I said, I really want to get over what these comedians are thinking about me. And this was the craziest thing is that we talked about it. And then an hour later I go to my hotel and there's a car that was about to take me to the airport. And I I read this, this email that came in and it said, Hey, you con man. It goes, I read this blog that this guy wrote about you. And this is like 12 years ago, but and an, an angry comic that, uh, you know, is here to call out BS uh, wrote a blog about me kind of spelling out how I must be doing this for money. It was ironic because as a comic, I was doing that and making a ton of money. I wasn't making money at this. And this kind of angle came that I'm trying to scam people into you can't teach people to be funny or you can't teach comedy. This is a BS thing. And then it went viral among the comics. So all of a sudden they're sharing it. And it was an amazing job by the universe because I just said, I want to get over what people think about me. And now I'm have to face it 100%. Yeah. It's like in my face. And I believe that this was the beginning of going from the second stage to the third stage, the first stage, to the second stage, Michael Beckwith talks about these stages too, but you're releasing blame to get to the second stage. So you're achieving a bunch, but to get from the second to the third, you have to release control. So, when the comics attacked me, I told the car that was going to take me to the airport to go without me. And I sat in a hotel for six days. And for the first four days, my mind only knew how to achieve my way out of it. Right. And so I was sitting there picturing, I'll have another number one special. And I'll, you know, I'm sitting here karate kidding my way through this. And on day four, I had this moment where I realized I'm sitting on a bed totally fine. And my mind is coming up with all these solutions because it's saving its life when I'm not really in danger. And that was the first moment I saw I'm not my thoughts and my thoughts and my past story and my accomplishments and my victim and everything just was a separate from me for the first moment of my life. And I'm, I'm a dude on a bed in the now fine. And these things are over here. Like we'll do this and we'll prove them back. And they weren't me and they just collapsed. And I felt this freedom that I'd never felt. I'm just, like time was different. I was staring at the wall and five hours just came and went. And I, I was not my accomplishments, but I wasn't my problems. I wasn't my pain. And this was the beginning of the next stage because I, 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 I flew back home and I realized I just, I felt so light and I just wanted to follow the light that I felt by letting go of what was heavy in my life. So the first thing I said I decided I wanted to know what would happen if I went raw vegan for 90 days. And and I'm not this isn't me saying a diet is the answer. I think that it was also that I had patterns of I'm loved in restaurants in my childhood and I feel connections to people through food and I and I to to get on the island and burn the boats as Tony would say, I announced I'm going to eat only raw vegan food for 90 days. If I eat anything cooked or an animal product, I'll give away $10,000. So <laughs> so I was stuck doing it now. And at one point I got to day 30, and not only had my body changed so much, but I remember this very specific moment where someone walked by me with a hot dog and all I smelled was chemicals and metal. And that moment was so big because I realized I've changed my taste buds. You can change your taste buds. And, and, And food that at one point felt like a part of me now feels heavy to me. So I started asking myself, what else in my life feels heavy? So going online did. So I was like, should I let go of Facebook? I remember this really profound moment where I looked at my friend Diego, who was doing this with me. And I said to him, should I let go of Facebook? And he goes, all I know is that if you do, this was such a profound thing that I reiterate a lot. He said, when you do, the only reason you're stressed is your mind can measure what you will lose. It can't see what you'll gain. And this was so big because I started noticing there are things in our lives that are heavy and we hold on to them. And we do because we can't see what we'll gain. So when you said, should I off? let
0: go of Facebook? He said, all that I know is when you do, you you can't imagine what it is you would gain.
1: Right. But your mind can measure what you'll lose. So when you're going through a yeah. breakup, you're just staring at the you can see the person you're letting go of. Yep. But you can't see. The other people that you could align with, you can't see what your life would be free of the need to date. You don't know anything that's on the other side. So we're scared to let go of a job because we, we trick ourselves into there won't be another one or there won't be income or there won't, your mind can't see this. And this was the beginning of me starting to learn just if it's heavy and it doesn't align with my soul, let go of it. And this started this thing. I was like, okay, know this, know that. And these heavy things started falling. One moment around like day 45, I was about to go headline a comedy club and I remember feeling like, ugh, I didn't want, and I heard myself go, ugh, I don't want to do it. This was a big moment because at one point headlining a comedy club was my dream career. And now this kind of letting go of these things has ascended me past my dream career. Now I'm lighter than my dream career. So I started canceling gigs without knowing why but I just knew if I do, I can measure what I'll lose. I can't see what I'll gain. So, uh. I, so I let go of stand up comedy. And there was a week that I would have been headlining a club and instead I was home and I decided to make, I heard this moment where now I'm even bigger than my dream career, this was so big. And I remember this moment where I heard my body go, what if you combine comedy and transformation? Cause these transformational moments were becoming so profound for me. And I was like, I could talk about that and make it funny. Like, what if there was a Jim Carrey Eckhart Tolle combo here? And I, and I was, and then I remember my ego going, no one's ever done that, like the way you want to do it. And then my soul goes, no one's ever done that. Like that would be your own field. That would be like, you'd be in 10 times the demand and there'd be only one of you. Like, why would you not do it? So this idea came where we would make videos for the colleges that I had performed for and I would make a video for every one of them by name. Like I literally would be like, hey, this is for Diane Johnson at North Idaho University. My name's Kyle Cease. I perform the comedy. And, and they were so touched that I from the movies they had seen or stand up comedy, whatever, said their name that, you know, I had all these comics that were saying, why are you wasting your time making these videos? Well, a ton of them said yes at a way higher price. Right. So all of a sudden, instead of me like getting whatever 5000 to do a week at a comedy club, the next I'm all of a sudden getting $10,000 gigs for me to do one night, you know, and and say what I truly believe. And like a 100 of them said yes, like it was just all of a sudden the income went through the roof. And I started I started following. Oh, my God, when I let go of the comedy clubs. I, cu- I couldn't see that I would gain that and it didn't show up till I let go of it. It doesn't, you can't hold the comedy club frequency and then expect the higher frequency, right? So then I had this huge agency and the agency said to me, uh, they wanted 10% of these gigs, but they also were not supportive of this higher me that I was moving to. Like they wanted me to stay a stand up comic because they had all these contacts and gigs and they were taking 10% of these gigs that I was getting myself and they started becoming heavy and they were a huge agency. This is the weirdest part is I could justify keeping them because I got auditions through them for movies and stuff. And I have a big rule in myself. If I can justify keeping something, I have to let go of it. Let me give you an example. I have a five year old daughter. I've never said, well, she gets good medical coverage so I'll stay her father. And I love my job and I've never explained to anybody why I do this. Like I've never had to prove to anyone why it's but we all know what it's like to be in a job we hate and say a sentence like, I will get a promotion later. Or, oh, oh. you know what I'm saying? Like, or that person treats or, me like well,
0: crap. Or t- 12 years from now, I can retire and get a pension for the rest of my life. Right. So let me stay in it for that reason.
1: Or, or that person treats me terribly, but they took me to a nice dinner once. Like those kind of things, what is that? That's you explaining why you're ignoring your soul. And if you ignore your soul, your brain has to come in and make sense out of it, which means you're putting yourself in your head and you're disconnecting from your soul if you keep something that you're justifying, right? Like if you're justifying keeping something, you're, ign- you're cutting yourself off from your heart because your heart's not in it, but your ego is. So you get your ego louder and you keep a small you going by keeping something that doesn't align with you. Mm -hmm. Right. So often we're in these relationships or these these things that aren't in our truest alignment, even if it's they're not bad or anything. It's just like this isn't I have to follow this God thing. If you don't, your mind starts to kick in. And that's why there's some relationships, not everyone, that have lasted 60 years. And you ask them a question. They have no connection to their emotions. Do you know what I mean? Because they have now cut themselves off from their their feelings to make it work. an old couple from like the twenties. How? What's your secret? They'd be like, just agree a lot, like sit on the couch, you, compromise, you know,
0: you, compromise, the tell you, compromise.
1: You literally lost you to keep that thing going, right? And that's fine in an old consciousness, but there's a new consciousness birthing that's going. I want you to meet you. So here's the weirdest thing. So I dropped this agency. That kind of was shocked because they handled huge stars. They were a huge agency, and I said. And and I dropped them and they were like, no one drops us. Why are you dropping us? And I was like, it's a spiritual thing. I know it doesn't make sense. And then right after that, I get this call that Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle had created an event called Gate and they asked me to speak at it. Now, that is the most Kyle mirror Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle have combined forces and they're also such opposite energies I mean you could say from low to high on a scale of Eckhart Tolle to Jim Carrey how excited are you about this and I started to (laughs) notice that wait a minute that was really funny you know what I mean like I'm gonna use that all the time (laughs) because on the like the most now monotone calm energy that has just here to the highest energy of (laughs) flipping out and back flips and legs behind your head whatever like uh, behind this from this guy to this guy and you would never think of them as combining forces but it was really weird from my perspective But you had
0: thought of them combining forces in the embodiment of you
1: and it was almost as if like from my perspective it was almost as if when I prove to the universe I don't need these things that everyone thinks you should have like a big agency or that I should be following that career that it wants or I should be eating this way or I should be marketing this way on Facebook or whatever. The universe kept rewarding me with mirroring to me. Here's you. Here's you. Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle are doing this event. And here was the craziest part. This is right after I let go of the agency that I was thinking of keeping because of the movies. When I let go of them and I... I I had this gig come in all of a sudden half the audience is producers of movies. So suddenly it was like, I let go of this thing and all these things started coming into my life as a match. And I'm just being offered gig after gig event, all these things. And when I did that event, I see Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle in the fourth row of this event. And I'm in a place where I'm not the unworthy kid hoping to be seen by them because I've purged all of these addictive things that keep the end. Un- I'm in the now I'm just the now and I'm just as powerful And I go on stage and I don't have anything prepared because I let things flow. And I see Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle in the fourth row. And I said out loud, this is weird because I'm told all the time that I'm what would happen if Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle had a baby. And I said, I don't know if you're picturing that, Eckhart you're not because it's a thought and you don't have those and then I said some of you guys might think that jokes offensive But it's in the past. So Eckhart doesn't even know about it (laughs) and and the place erupted like spiritual comedy was happening like and and I felt this birth of More the real me and more my purpose and more Whoa, like like this real Living was happening on the on the greatest level and and instead of me making things happen while carrying all the baggage of the false self it's purge the false self and watch what the universe does it's like follow the feeling that you don't understand why versus like the thing you can you know all that vision boarding and all that stuff is great but like there's a life there i believe there's three lives you got going There's either the life you don't want, which is like when you're in a, you work at a place you hate and you wish you were a famous singer or whatever. Then there's the life you do want. Hollywood is full of that, right? There's people that live the life they want. They're all stars or there's, you know, whatever they're, they're living the life they always wanted, whatever it is. If you're, it doesn't matter what it is, the life that you wanted. There's also the life God wants for you. And that's what, I'm here to follow the Uh. life God wants for me. And that one, I don't have the ability to see from here because it's an unfolding and I don't need to see it. Like I already, that's like watching a movie you've seen. And I, I, I know that if I can see the specifics, I don't follow it much because I already see it. So what'll happen if I manifest what I already saw? So what I'm not about what I can manifest. I'm about what I am. And my huge shift was going from what can I make happen on the external to really saying out loud, I'm here to merge with my soul. And I've said before in a meditation, merge me with my soul, no matter what the cost. And life goes, okay, we're going to make a lot of things that seem like costs. We're going to remove people from your life that do not align with you. We're going to... Take away things that were your dream for you to find there was even better. We're going to put you in an I don't know. We're going to force you to undo what people think about you. We're going to we're going to really give you some costs. And then every time 100 percent, it's replaced with holy crap magic. It's replaced with higher synchronicities and miracles. And there's there's nothing that you actually are that you can lose. Right. You just lose what you're attached to. And people, one of our biggest problems is our language. Like when people say, I miss that person so much because I love them so much. Just so you know, that's attachment. You're calling it love is where you're all scrambled. Do you get what I'm saying? Like like that pain, you, you still need to feel it, but that pain is actually much more like that person reminds you of patterns of your dad and it's hitting wounds And and there's more to be seen. But you're calling it love, so you're really tricking yourself. Love, as Maya Angelou would say, love liberates. Love is here to free you. Love is here to say, I love you so much no matter what. And, and you, you can be with someone else and I love you, whatever. And my idea of the ultimate relationship would be to bring that level of love out and be like i love you no matter what you do and then you just become the best choice to someone else who's that high aligned mm-hmm. and and n- not we made a deal 6 years ago so you better not do stuff that's that's an old mechanism Ignitional. of relationship and control so so i am about i mean i'm about learning more and more what i truly am and it turns out more and more i'm just love and, and so is everyone watching. And our idea of love is based on attachment and that old paradigm's dying right now. That's why yeah. we're all losing a lot of attachments and life pulled key family members from a lot of us in the last few years and, and deep, you know, things that you thought were you, you know. Or, or that you like you said are. you
0: thought were a cost. You said that a parent cost, which is actually, it's a gift, but, but I wanna touch on one thing you said that I think can get missed when we talk about conscious manifestation, but it's actually the, the number one most important part is that the place where 100% of the work we're doing is focused and, and what we'll be doing in the workshop this weekend. That shift in frequency is what allowed the manifestation to show up in a higher way. Like you could have gone from, and I think a lot of people do this. Okay, I'm getting $5,000 a week. I do a week's worth, but it's not fulfilling. And now I go over here, And I'm doing what's really fulfilling, but I don't even get paid. Right. So they're not necessarily in a higher frequency. There's still struggle. There's still strife. There's still lack. So I'm going to shift and I'm going to leave that job. I hate, and I'm going to do this thing I love. But if I haven't shifted my consciousness, it isn't actually much of an elevation. It's like, well, now I have no money. Now I, you know, I'm going to leave that relationship. And now I'm just sitting in my aloneness. I haven't shifted my frequency. And what you specifically Mm -hmm. said you did is, you took time for stillness, you let go of things, you followed, you said, I followed the light. I think a lot of people when they hear follow the light it's a very airy fairy concept. But you said, I felt a lightness and I followed the lightness that I felt. I followed the light that I felt. So if we think of the light as a tangible experience, we're like, whoa, this feels really heavy. And this, I don't even know how it would work out, but it just feels light. Every time we make a choice, To follow the lightness we increase our frequency every time we leave Mm -hmm. behind something that's heavy even though we don't know why and there's this idea there'll be a cost we increase our frequency Um, every time we make a choice to let go or we sit in the stillness of what's coming up in the now instead of react against it we increase our frequency and that frequency shift is what led to um, I had five thousand dollars a week to do a week's worth. That I wasn't really fulfilling work. To like, whoa! I had ten thousand dollars to do one night of something that deeply fulfilled me. Well, and it's, times
1: a ton. Like there was a million of those colleges, not literally, but yes. You know.
0: So so it's an exponential. Any any small shift in frequency, it will equate to an exponential shift Completely. in the manifestation. And that is why. What we're doing is the shift in frequency and everything we're doing, even just listening to Kyle will elevate your frequency. You'll feel a speeding up. Don't do the ego thing with it of like, no, I got to get in action. I got to make sure I'm going to do it like this. Just be in what that speeding up creates because just your presence in that moment is what will allow that shift. Well, and and-, and you're saying it so perfectly in, in describing what happened as a result.
1: Well, one thing that I want to just add to this thing that you just said with they have a job, they can see the money and then there's this calling, but they don't see the money. You In this choice, you literally have an opportunity to spell out to the universe, which is more your God. The guarantee of money. Is that your God that you can or or God? <laughs> right. Like like there's people that I'd love to, but I can't make money. So life is going Show me you trust me more than money, because you're staying in a survival frequency, and you're making money more your god than god. So when you feel a calling and you ignore it because you see the guarantee of this paycheck, you're you. First of all, if you make money bigger than your calling, you lose both. You're gonna lose both. And if, if you if make you
0: prioritize money above the the yes, the the, the mean, inspiration. How many-
1: How many clients have you heard that say a sentence like, no matter how much I work, I just feel like I can't make any money. It's like because you're doing it out of effort. They'll be like, I work 60 hours a week and I can barely pay the bills. And you're like, because you're doing it out of effort. First of all, you have way more bills because you're so out of alignment with yourself that you have to have all these things for significance and all these things for addiction and all, you know, you're you're. You're buying lattes a lot and alcohol and all these things because you don't feel the, the highest truth of yourself. But this thing when people are like, it's that it's based on effort, that it's based on force from a smaller consciousness. What would what do you think would be more abundant, the greatest of the caterpillars or a butterfly? Like, you know, the egoic small self is just working on being the best small self of the small selves. Right. So it's your five-year-old learning how to be even more protective. So you don't feel the same shame you felt when you were five. Yes. And it's like, you want your five-year-old working for you? Or do you want to know the true essence of what you are? Because your frequency is worth so much more than all the money in the world. And, and I yeah. think
0: as we're completing, do you, do you want to give like one nugget of like, how do I do that? How do I prioritize my frequency? Like I, I teach people to feel and sense what's happening inside. So we, we actually notice the lightness. Um, would you say there's a way, you know, just yeah. in, in completion here that, that really seemed to be your path that maybe others would resonate with as well?
1: Well, start to notice that in any moment, you really have always little things you can choose. And, and, and those little things are actually huge things. Like, do I take another bite of food or not? Like it doesn't like people hear this and they all, I I've had times where I've, done events and told stories of leaps that I've made. And then I remember several people suddenly renting a giant theater. And it's like, "What? Well, that's my leap. Make make sure it's your leap, you know, because some people's leap could be learn to uh, drink more water. Some people's leap could be go for a walk. Some people's, you know what I mean? Like you drank water when I said that. So I'm people, working on it. Yeah. Like the, it could be like, like, do you need to spend more time organizing do you need to spend less time organizing so it's
0: really like you have to listen to know what that is
1: yes you you, there's a there's a higher that's that first of all it wants you to learn gray area you don't have to do this giant all or nothing thing it's it's really learning how to follow what what you can feel out what life wants you to do and what your pattern wants you to do like i can feel it when i go on a walk the other day i heard this me go you know, I have a habit of going for a walk and sometimes I go into a coffee shop and get a, a coffee and then this hire me is like, I want you to not go into the coffee shop. I want you to get a water from the gas station over there and show me that, like, you're not about needing to be seen at the place or, or doing the same routine thing. And and I'll just do I'll veer off and I'll do this other thing. And then I notice this almost tear up that I followed it and it releases some kind of thing that it's like, it's every moment is a new life. And most of us just move so much from patterning out of a fear of don't feel alone or don't feel whatever, learn how to just follow what really think does this in any moment, here's a great question to ask, does this expand me? Or does this contract me? Right? And some of us are addicted to contracting feelings. Right. Like I like to have that difficult friend so I can keep coaching them up and they never get it. Just like my childhood with my mom. Right. I like to have you know what I mean? Like like really what what takes you to the ultimate you and 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 look at how you're eating, look at how you're moving, look at how you're what how you do you. Go out all the time with people that deep down you hope cancels. Like, have you ever had that? You, you have plans with someone and then you hope that they cancel. If that's that, that's a higher you saying cancel. So you're here to learn how to not people please, right? Like there's all these great lessons trying to happen through you. And all you have to do is follow that thing. And you will find that in the higher thing, like yesterday, my little moment of go to the Eagles concert by myself, yeah. That was a, that was, that happened because I was on a walk and I wasn't on social media, right? Like I heard a hire me go for a walk and I went for a walk and I wasn't with my phone and I wasn't looking at online or anything. And I got about 25 minutes in and that calling came through and it went to tears. So the little choice of go for a walk over watch TV or something created an opening for God to talk to me directly and tell me the next step of my evolution. Yeah. So You know, saying no to things, if you always say yes, is helpful. Saying yes to things, if you always say no, is always helpful. Switching what your energy is. If you're always protecting your energy constantly, maybe open to someone that's safe or God. And if you're constantly open, protect some energy. Like stop picking up the world all the time. You're a light frequency that you don't have to constantly grab the world. It's mirroring you. Your expansion your vibration changing will lighten the world much more than if you write 10 million copies of a book that everyone reads. Right?
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know that people have loved it. I, I didn't get into our comments and some questions and stuff, but um, I appreciate everyone writing in and I am seeing them. There's a lot more we'll do in the workshop this weekend for those of you who are coming there. And Kyle's uh, body of work is at kylecease.com. Um, he's got a great YouTube channel as well. That's actually how I found you before I met you. I love, I fell in love with you. You changed my life. And it was in, the, in like one of these videos in particular. And, uh, just from the frequency that you were speaking from, it really, really moved the mountain for me. And I know that this is a gift for, for people to have you here today and, and be able to hear you and participate. So thank you everyone for being here and Thank you so much, Kyle, for everything that y- you show up in your fullness and let yourself be seen.
1: I'm honored to be with you. Oh, I want to mention a thing we're going to do over in Sedona, too. Please. If, yes. If you like, my, thank you. Yes. Event, one of the things that I've really been into this year is doing things out of service. Like I I, I used to do these big events that I, I love doing and they were amazing and changed the people and they were profitable. But this year I just felt called to do events. More frequently in service, and over in Sedona, we got a, a a big theater, and we're doing an event. Whatever the second weekend is of March, I can't remember. The eighth and ninth, maybe, or ninth and tenth. It. Uh,
0: it is March tenth, eleventh,
1: twelfth. It's a it's a Saturday, Sunday. So whatever that is, probably eleventh, twelfth.
0: Yes, eleventh, uh, twelfth.
1: Yeah. We're doing an event in a 750-seat theater that's almost completely sold out, and every single dollar is going to Operation Underground Railroad, and they're they're uh, they're stopping child trafficking. They're they're busting traffickers and they're rescuing children. And um, the event so far has raised $275,000 for them. And you know, there's something like 40, 50 tickets left. So if your audience wants to come to a two-day event, um, and see me do this work where we shift people and your vibration will raise so much and all of the money goes to them, uh, you'll be shocked at what happens. Like it's it's really, really, really profound. And um, you have to join us for this. It, it'll change your life. The money goes to charity and you'll shift everything. Like you, you'll you get the money back over and over and over again. And I you're helping-
0: The link for us here. Uh, if people want to click on there to check out- the event and and register.
1: Yeah, please join us and come be in a room full of really high vibe people that are that are in the work and and you're going to be shocked at. Oh, awesome, Tammy Miller! We can't wait to have you. It's going to be amazing. And um, I don't know. Layla's there. Layla's awesome. there too. Yeah, investing in your soul. We'd love to have you. And it's going to be fun and funny and there's some crazy surprises but these things are so beyond words what they are and so both make sure that everyone watching goes to kim's event this weekend and then please come join us in sedona uh the 11th and 12th of march it's it's going to truly be a miracle and you're just in contribution it's the most service to others vibration if you're following aaron abkey who's great at trans uh, translating law of one um you know It's profound. Is
0: there a way to donate if that person can attend live?
1: Yes, there is. And my assistant, Mary, who's on the the can help you with that.
0: I'll post a link in just two seconds. Yep.
1: Yeah. And on, oh, you know what I'd love to also mention? If they don't have this, if they don't have this, we have our absolutely everything pass. Can I mention that? Of course. Our absolutely everything pass is our membership site that I have put all my energy in for probably the last five years now, we have over a thousand hours of back footage and we do live calls all the time. One of the live calls is Dr. Kim, but we, we have on like Sunday, I do a guided meditation and a talk Monday and Tuesday. We do this thing called it's totally possible where you come on and you riff all the things that are totally possible. You raise your frequency Wednesday. I have people up and on and we, you know, have, tons of people come on and I answer their questions and it's this crazy vibrational shifting thing. And then often on Thursdays and Fridays, aside from breathwork sessions and stuff, we also have uh, hot seats where people come on and we do a lesson out of me doing a one-on-one with someone. And all these lessons come that change people's lives. Now for the public, that's a $79 a month thing, but we are doing a campaign right now for a limited time. That you can get a whole year of the absolutely everything pass for $299 if you write the code it'll say 799 and if you write the code water in on absolutely you get it for 299 for a year and it has all of our past events that were thousands of dollars like we had we had giant entrepreneurial events and all these different things and and tons of new products coming and it's all there. There's over a thousand hours of footage and, and content. And it's, it's $2.99 for a year. And it'll pay for itself over and over and over again as you just stop putting your money into addictive things and raise your vibration and your health and everything else. And Dr. Kim's on that too. So, so she shows up once a month now on our calls and does an amazing call that, that they're so good. I love, I love working with her. And so join us on that. Um, it's it's a miracle. It really is. These these things are crazy. And I'm unfolding so fast. And the team is unfolding so fast that the content will always be cutting edge based on what's going on in the current time that we're in. And uh, you, you'll love it. It'll pay for itself crazily.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to post this donation link. Ourrescue.org forward slash Kyle Cease. Because who created is it um who created dot rescue.org
1: tim ballard it, and he his inter I, I interviewed him on the absolutely everything Pass. there's an amazing call with him telling a story we have all these past amazing star guests who we had leon rhymes on we had you know all these amazing speakers Daryl Anka, bashar you know uh, Paul Selig and everything. We it's have lots new. of links
0: there for people to make whatever kind of investment that they are ready to make. And I think it's also, it's an opportunity. If that resonates with you, that's another way that every time you choose in favor of the lightness, you increase your frequency. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a matter of if that feels light to you, if that feels like, Ooh, yes, I want to contribute, then just do that because you then you get to practice with this of seeing like, what does that create when I choose in this direction? So um, thank you, Kyle, for all those opportunities. And I'm excited about Sedona as well.
1: Yes. Oh, are you coming? <laughs> we might <we, laughs> want you to come, totally, but we have to, we'll, we'll figure it all out. We'll have a talk, but I would love to have you there. Of course, I want you.
0: We'll, we'll see what's in, in store. All right, yeah. lots of love, everybody. Thank you for being here. I will see you this weekend for everybody who's coming to the live event. And um, keep choosing you. Lots of
1: love. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being with us.
0: You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim DeRamo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.